This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk podcast preview show. Um, We are talking all things Exeter City um, and uh, this is recorded a little bit prematurely due to it being a Tuesday night. It's always uh, very difficult to schedule these things in for Tuesday night fixtures. Um, But I I have a a great guest uh, with me to talk it all through. I've got John Beer, uh, who's BBC summariser for Exeter City and he's also co-host of uh, his own podcast. Uh, John, do you want to uh, give yourself a little plug there, mate? Yeah, if you want to, if anyone, if any other Derby fans want to listen, it's the My New Football Club podcast. Uh, I host it with David L, who's a, a relatively well-known comedian uh, in getting afterlife <laughs> and, a, and a few other things. Um, but yeah, if any Derby fans fancy giving that a listen, go ahead. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, yeah, oh, we'll go follow that on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find them. Um, and I'm sure it's a great listen. Um, um, what we'll do, we'll talk um, through the season so far for Exeter. Um, I mean. It's been quite stop-start, really, hasn't it? I mean, I've just looked at the uh, your last bit of form. It's not looking too good in the last few weeks, but then you did pick up at the start of the season. So it's been really is inconsistent. The best word for really, yeah, it's been it's been challenging. It really has. It's one of those where we started the season, we were top for for a number of weeks, and you start to really think to yourself, as an Exeter City fan, you can't really ever get too carried away. Um, <laughs> it, it's never something that we we've been good at. Is, is being good. So for the first time in our history where we're actually sort of getting a little bit of success for us, um, it's quite just exciting to be on the journey. Does it really mm. matter? So long as we're sort of safe and competing, although, you know, some City fans now would disagree, is 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 a real success. And for a club of our size uh, and, and the, the way we run ourselves, the ownership model being run by the fans, I think being wherever we are in League One, I, I try not to look very often, but wherever we are, I know it's it's a respectable place to be for for the model, and it's um, but yeah, like you said, it's been a, it's it's been a topsy turvy season, and hopefully with the, with players going back to it after the international break, we can we can really kick on and and, and carry on where how we started the season really. Yeah, well, I mean, it really isn't obviously when you look at uh, the last few games, it doesn't look great. But when you look at the teams that you played, you played Oxford, who are flying at the moment. You played Charlton, who are always consistent. Barnsley, uh, I mean. You kind of look at those opposition. You kind of go, 
were we really expecting to get those wins or a, a positive result? And you might go, well, not one nil defeat to Barnsley isn't too bad. I mean, probably the only one in there that you probably say that you maybe could have done better is Northampton, and that's probably it. Um, I mean, what do you really put it down to? Is it, as you, said, you mentioned, a few players with uh, coming back after the international break. Is it injuries that's really hampered you at the start of this season so far? Yeah, we've we've had a terrible amount of injuries. I think, um, look, like I say, with a squad of our or the team of our size, where you know your budget's not that big, you have to prioritise quality over quantity. And unfortunately, when a few players start to drop out, you really do notice. Um, we've had a lot of really influential players like. Um, but Jack Aitchison's been out for a long time, James Scott. And we, we just had a few injuries at really bad times. When people just start to come back fit, we're having, we're having more injuries. And we've been having to play 16-year-olds, youngsters, which is something we like to do at Exeter City. But, you know, maybe if they're not quite ready and being thrown in, it's not, it's not ideal. And like you said, that run of fixtures was difficult. We always knew it was going to be difficult. And on top of that, we had, we had all those injuries. Like I said before, now that these players are coming back and, and we've had that too, we were lucky enough to have three uh, international call-ups. We managed to to get a really good amount of fitness and in, in recovery in into those players, from, from what I hear. And hopefully, we'll be going into not only this weekend, but but Tuesday night as well with um with, with a really fresh squad. Well, you mentioned there. I mean, uh, obviously, with uh, the the Tom recording, um, you've still got Saturday's game against uh, Wigan um, back at home. Um, I mean. Home crowds, uh, a team also uh, struggling as of late um, down there. I mean, is this a result that you could really try and get a positive spin on it? Um, or is Wigan, I mean, the name itself is there, but I mean, in terms of where the position is of the club and and the team, bless them, um, it's a little bit more difficult. But I mean, is that a game where you can really try and get this um, form really going? Yeah, I think I think first and foremost it's important to say this is a little bit of a special fixture for for our for our manager. Obviously, Gary Caldwell got Wigan promoted out of League One as champions, so there's a little bit of sort of tentativeness around the game. I think this weekend, <laughs> I think uh, he said he said he wants them to do really well this season, but not against us, which I think is a fair uh, fair remark. But no, I, like you said, I don't think they've been they've been fantastic this season. I think there's obviously bigger issues than just on the pitch. Um, and like you said, that's never nice to see. But like we know, I, I really fancy us against any team in this division with with a full strength side. With some of the stuff we're playing at the start of the season, I really do fancy us. I think League One's very open this season. But to, to answer your question, yeah, I think it's a really good opportunity to to get back to winning ways. And I think we need to sooner rather than later if we want to be one of those teams that's even in contention for one of those playoff spots. Mm. I mean, when you look at um, Exeter City's team this season, I mean. Your goals have been quite spread out. Um, it's not really in that one player who's gone on a, a real scoring run. I mean, when you look at um, for Derby fans to kind of pick out a couple of names, who would you say is a real threat to to Derby and potentially Wigan at the weekend? Yeah, I think if you're looking goal threat wise, I think it's one of the areas we've really lacked in this season. <laughs> we've, as in, in, we've been really toothless at times, and it's uh, it's sad sad to see because obviously we lost Sam Nombe late on in the window uh, to, to Rotherham. And I think we all knew it was coming. I think it was, everyone was a little bit tentative. You could see in the way he was playing that he was probably going to go. He wasn't giving the, the Sam Nombe usual uh, amount of effort, which was up until the last couple of games of his time at Exeter City, pretty much always the one thing you were guaranteed from him. But yes, in terms of a goal scorer, I think you've got to look at Dimitri Mitchell. He's been on fire for us this season. So much so that I really wouldn't be surprised if someone comes in in January for him. Maybe a, a, a top top end league one side or, or or maybe a lower championship side he's been superb and just 
if it wasn't for him, I think there'd be quite a few games where we would be picking up zero or, or only one point as opposed to, to, to one or three, respectively. So Dimitri Mitchell probably our, our main goal for it, our main danger man. But I think if Trevitt's back in the squad, if Ryan Trevitt's back in the squad and, and Tom Carroll's back in the squad, you're going to have a, have a little bit of a match for you. Because I've been lucky enough to see Derby a, a couple of times this season. I watched your game against Burton away. And I thought you had yep. some unbelievable. I mean, you have some unbelievable players. I don't think it's it's uh, it's common yeah, knowledge, but yeah. Max Bird, I think is his name, that day was superb. It was unbelievable. And I think uh, we've got sort of something similar, maybe not to the standard of Max Bird, but in Ryan Trevitt, um, who who's obviously on loan from from Brentford, and he's been he's been superb for us this season. Again, picked up a little injury, missed about four weeks, and the international break has just given him the chance to to get back, but. No, I think uh, danger man Dimitri Mitchell, but a, a really strong midfield in Trevor and Carroll. Uh, and and to be fair, until what was a couple of weeks ago, a really strong defence as well. Yeah, I mean, when you look at, um, I mean, just the last game against Barnsley, I'm just looking at a couple of the match stats here um, from no uh, app in in particular. <laughs> um, but you 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 had a real positive um, throughout the game. I mean, 13 shots against Barnsley is no mean feat, but it's that one on target, isn't it? It's it's um, that lack of real clinicalness. And, and I mean, Derby fans can relate to it. I mean, we've been the same. We, we've got 20 odd shots on goal, but maybe two or three on target. And, and that's where we're really lacking is that clinical edge. Um, is the, the, the extra game plan really kind of trying to dominate the game? I mean, playing, if I'm right in saying three at the back um, is is the way that extra play. Uh, is controlling possession a, a way that um, you really want to have a philosophy and, and really want to play the game. Yeah, it's it's such a re- is it, for us for the first time ever. It's such an interesting question because had you told me under Matt Taylor how we played or under Paul Tisdale how we played, I'd have been able to give you a straight answer. But having spoke <laughs> to, to Gary Caldwell quite a few times and being having a good relationship with him, I can truly and honestly tell you that his game plan and the way we play will completely depend on the opposition. He plays a different right, style yeah. every week. Maybe the formation is uh, is the same, but the way that we play is different and it makes us unpredictable. Um, I think the best example was last season against Barnsley, where the week before, I can't remember who we played, but we had about 65% possession, completely dominated the game. And the following week against Barnsley had 20-30%. And it was he then spoke to, uh, I spoke to him after that game at, at length, and he was saying that was on purpose. We'd set out to let them have the ball because Barnsley want to play against us how we want to play against them. So let's let, have, mm. let them have a ball and then catch them. Um, and we went on to win that game 3-1, probably our best performance under Gary Caldwell. Um, and that's sort of what has kicked a lot of Exeter City fans into thinking, right, this is the right person for us. Because he that day he got it spot on. And since then he's been just improving us gradually. And we play, we're playing so such good football under him. Um, but I think, given the way... That you played against Bert, and I think we'll probably be looking to give you more of the ball uh, and yeah. trying to sit up and, and catch you quick. We've got really quick players on the break uh, with, with, like I said, Dimitri Mitchell, Dion Rankin is injured, Niskanen is also injured, but we've got some really quick, quick players on the break, and I think that is probably how we'll look to, to pick you apart if, if we can. Well, it's very interesting. I mean, when you look at um, most managers, I mean, Paul Warns um, tried to do it um, in his tenure here where you kind of set up based on the opposition and it's yeah. that real um, talking point for fans. Um, and it's quite interesting to get your viewpoint on that. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It's where having a philosophy that's kind of set in its ways and kind of set um, in terms of you don't really change depending on who you play in and you play your game and and that's the way um or like you've seen in exeter's um instance where you can kind of change depending on what you're the opposition are playing in front of you i mean what would you say to derby fans who we've seen it here um what would you say the real benefits that you've seen gary Caldwell kind of implement for exeter that doing this chopping and changing can actually bring yeah i mean in terms of what we've had at Exeter in the past is, is similar to what you have in Paul Warner's in a very sort of strict and regimented way. He has got his way to play and that's how he wants to play. And he's sort of not stubborn to because, you know, we don't want to insult anybody, but it is a that, that <laughs> sense, of, sense of belief in what the way you want to play, which is completely understandable. But I think you also have to, there's compromises in football. No game of football is exactly the same. And if you're not changing the way you play, it sort of becomes easier to play against in a way. You either have to be a Man City calibre of team to be able to play that way every week and still pick teams apart um, to really get away with it. So I think for us and, and the the really minimalist squad we've got and not a lot of players, I think chopping and changing suits us perfectly because it allows people to rest. Certain players might not suit certain games. And, and, and Gary Cordo has a lovely saying, which I, which I love. And he always says, we don't have any substitutes. We have starters and we have finishers. And he's really, yeah. really big on that. And it's so true. And it's been there's been a couple of occasions this season where people have come on. I think uh, James Scott at Wickham away came on and, you know, he, play, he was playing not like a substitute, but as if he had a, he had his that his impact in the game was as a finisher. And he had a, a, a real opportunity to show why he should be in the squad. And then he, in the end, he went on to score in that game. So it, look, I, I think football is, is beautiful because of opinions. But I think for us right now, that chopping and changing uh, mentality and ethos is perfect for us and, and the squad we've got. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned um, a little bit earlier, you, you mentioned the fans are kind of getting now behind it and you're seeing that real bit of togetherness behind Gary Caldwell. I mean, what would you say, um, I mean, going, going yourself um, and, and from the fan base and what you hear um, week in, week out and social media and stuff, what are you saying that um, even with the inconsistency and the way it is, uh, just the way the results have gone, would you say that the fans are really behind what's going on right now, although the, the results might be a little bit stop-start? Yeah, I think for the... F- it's, it's really weird to say this about Exeter City because although I'm young and I've seen a lot of the good <laughs> good years, it, well, 10 years in League Two respectively, but I've seen a lot of the good times 
it's really interesting to see and say that the feel around the place is brilliant because you know under under Portis though at the end it became a little bit sour uh, mm. and Matt did so well to rejuvenate sort of similar to what Gareth Southgate did with England and re-inspiring yeah. fans and really drive attendances and made it a place that people wanted to go regardless of the result we're playing on the front foot football trying to get at teams and and although it's not like that every week under Gary people have really have really taken to the fact that look not every week's going to be the same that's part of the excitement of coming to watch us mm. and how can we tactically pick apart different teams I, I would say that uh, for the lot for the since I can remember this is the best feel there has been around Exeter and I think I really think if you ask the majority of Exeter City fans, so long as we're in League One, I think we're happy. And I think if we can keep pushing, maybe go up a place or just finish outside the playoffs, or so long as there's slight bits of progression and we're not stagnant for too long, I think City fans, that, that's all they ask for. And, you know, it wasn't long ago that we may not have ha even had a football club. So to be talking about us being even challenging for some playoff spots or playing really good football in League One, I think is enough for, for the fans at the moment. But you know what football fans are like? It, it changes quickly. <laughs> it does. It does. I mean, when you look at the head-to-heads between the two clubs, I mean, um, last season it was a draw at uh, Pride Park um, and then uh, Derby managed to get the victory at Exeter City in April. I mean, would you say a Tuesday night in Derby um, under the lights, is I mean the travel itself is going to be uh, no mean yeah. feats uh, for the club and the fans. So any fans that do come uh, to support Exeter, fair play to you. Um, I mean, is that ideal? It wasn't originally um, meant to be, and when it is, unfortunately, due to rescheduling. But I mean, could that actually play into Derby's hands, just being at home and Exeter having to travel so so in, uh, in the, the distance? Yeah, we've got better as a squad over over the years. Um, Travel-wise, I think we've been very... Um, in the past, we've been low on funds and it's had to be sort of the same day travel. But now with a little bit more stability in the club, they're maybe not for a Tuesday night game, but on Saturdays, you know, like to Carlisle, which is an absolute mammoth journey for Exeter fans. Yeah. I know I know, I know. know the yeah. players, they, they did it in three days. So they stayed two nights, trained on the way up and sort of split it up that way. Probably not so much for a Tuesday night game, but... Like you said, players and fans, if there's one thing you can say at Exeter City is for, for, for how far we are from most places, we travel really well. I think, mm. I'm not sure if you were at the game at Pride Park last season, I was, but we, I think we took yeah. about, was it 2,000 or so? We took yeah, it was. It was, it was a lot. big number, I remember, yeah. And I think it's fallen this year on the same sort of week. week same sort of week, it really yeah. has, yeah. Which, which, and again, there's so many coincidences to this game. Last season was Gary Caldwell's first game, so this will mark it almost exactly a year of him of him being in charge. Um but no, you're right that City fans are brilliant. They travel so far and, and they do they do travel in good numbers considering the distance and the size of us. But I think I think it plays into your hands, obviously, more than us. You know, you've got a Tuesday night game where we don't have to you don't have to travel as far and I am not really sure what it is to Derby three hours, maybe a maybe a bit more. So yeah. Yeah, it, they'll probably that'll probably be one the players do in, in sort of the morning and get arrived there for the game. So yeah, look. Football's weird. It might it might play into our hands. It might play into your hands. But I think if you were to go off, off logic, I think it'd probably play play into Derby's hands more than ours. Yeah, I mean it's not very uh, often. I mean, uh, but Derby uh, at the moment are coming off uh, the back of uh, a break uh, with the international periods. I mean, some clubs in League One don't have that luxury. Um, I mean, when you look at um, certain individual clubs, um, they're very lucky to to have a game off because of the relentless schedule that, uh, that is going on. I mean, it'd be very interesting with Shrewsbury and then Exeter um, whether that 
period has paid off. Uh, and obviously for you guys going straight into Barnsley to then us at, at home, um, it'd be very interesting to see if that has any effect on either team, really. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're both fortunate in, in, in the fact we've had we've had international breaks. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, like you said, I think there's a difference with having an international break with the size of our squad, and there's yeah. a difference in having an international break with the size of your squad. And I think you know, and, and you you and, and unfortunately for us, we notice it on the bench every week. But the subs, the quality of the substitutes just aren't always there, or they aren't always as good as what other teams have and that's that's fine that's part and parcel of, mm. of being an extra city fan we understand that that's that that's the budget and that's the way it is but you can't help but deny the facts that those are that is how it is and derby will be bringing on fast probably players that would be starting for for extra city mm. most weeks off the bench yeah. and fresh numbers and uh, fresh fresh legs and all that so you know yeah, the international break has, has definitely suited both sides, but again, probably playing it more into Derby's hands because uh, <laughs> no, I don't think anyone wants to play a fresh Derby squad this season or any season. No, no but I mean, uh, with how inconsistent we've been, and I mean, we we struggled to beat Cheltenham away, um, so we're we're not rolling over teams. I mean, the team at the moment yeah. to catch is Portsmouth, so if anyone's going to compare anyone, um, it, it's it's them. Um, so what I'll do. I'll say we've we've got two games this week for you guys. So if you were going to say positive results or a result in mind for either game, you've got um, your, your game at home uh, this week, uh, and then us. What would you say would be two uh, results that you would say? either go go positive or would you be realistic? I don't know how are you going to treat this. <laughs> no, I uh, unfortunately I have to live life as a realist. Um, so I would love to come away from the two games with four points. I think that I think it's doable. I think we could, well, probably should, given you know how Wigan have been playing and the situation that is done that is happening there. We should be beating them, although they've got some great players, and there's no denying that. We, we that's the kind of game that if we want to be playing at the very top of this division and at the top level. We need to be beating, beating them. And then a point, a point at Pride part of our last season would uh, would, would do me do me fine. Well, you did it last year. Let's see if you do it this year. Um, John, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate. Um, as I say, with the scheduling, um, we will yet to see what happens on Saturday. Uh, and yeah. uh, we'll also um, find out what happens next Tuesday night. Um, if anyone, again, wants to go and listen to your podcast and also listen to any extra fans who do tune into this and want to uh, just uh, tune into, obviously, your coverage on BBC Radio, um, how, how can they find you? Yeah, on uh, on all all your platforms, get your music or your, your podcasts. Uh, Mind your football club. Um, if you like sort of a less serious, more jokey take on football, and um, and just like sort of a, a refreshing view on what is a, a very heavily statistic world, then uh, come <laughs> come, uh, come 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 listen to Mind Your Football Club. Brilliant, brilliant, John. Uh, well, what I'll do, I'll before I let you go, I will pin you down for a score prediction for next Tuesday night. What are you going for, mate? Well, I hope it's not a uh, a score draw or a, a, just a boring draw like uh, like last season. So uh, let's go for a, a one-one draw. One-one draw. I will go one-nil win. I think it won't be easy. So I'll okay. go one-nil win. I've got to go positive because otherwise, you if I don't, the lads, the lads will the lads will rinse rin me. So I'll go positive. <laughs> okay. Brilliant having you on, mate. Uh, look after yourself and uh, and uh, obviously safe travels uh, coming up to the game next week. And uh, all the best. No worries. Thank you, Callum. Cheers. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.